Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We are so excited um, kickstarting our Faith Refresher course online. And um, I'm trusting God that we're going to have a good time daily um, feeding our faith, boosting our faith, and being able to come to the place where we actually have absolute confidence that the Word of God works. So I'd like to welcome everyone that's tuned in this evening. Thank you. I know there are a whole lot of uh, meetings going on right now, online, um, live streaming, live broadcast, everywhere. Uh, There's so much content out there. So I want to really appreciate you for tuning in into this uh, couple of days. I felt impressed in my spirit about um, going through a refresher course uh, on the subject of faith and primarily how to get your faith to that place of victory. Praise God. And I'm so glad that God is giving us the opportunity to be able to just um, minister to you and share the Word of God with you. And God is a good God. Praise God. Let's pray and let's get into the Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together, faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth through your word. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's go to Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, I heard this story a long time ago. And it made a lot of impression in my heart regarding the subject of faith. And regarding the word of God generally. Uh, there was this football team and they were doing very well. But it got to a point in their, you know, as it is with every, every football team, uh, they started losing some matches. And then the coach, was a, was a great coach, uh, called them back into the locker room. And he, he told them, well, we're going to train. We were not designed to fail, so we're going to train again. And you know what the coach did? He brought a football and, and you know, put all the players right there and says, gentlemen, this is football. You know, it's almost like, listen, let's start from the basics again. This is it. This is football, okay? And, and it's like, we're losing so much, we need to come back to the basics. And sometimes in our faith work, it's like that. Sometimes we have to come to the place where we tell people, you know what? This is the Word of God. And the Word of God works. Because you can get to a point in your life where you're, you know, you're, there's so much going on around you. There's so much happening around you. There's so much going on in the world. And you're, you're, you're just running around looking for human solutions. Alright? But then we know that the Word of God works. So in the course of these um, six days, every day for 30 minutes, we're just going to go through the Word of God again. Reaffirm some of the things you've learned. Reaffirm some of the things you know. And, you know, deepen our understanding in them. Praise God. And make sure you share this. You share this on your wall. Just make sure a lot of people get a hold of this. It's just going back to the basics of the word of faith. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 12. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 12. Peter speaking. It says, Therefore, 
I will always be ready to remind you of these things. I will always be ready to remind you of these things even though you already know them. I will always be ready to remind you of these things even though you already know them. So, we have a place in scriptures for reminding ourselves of the things we already know. That's important. We have a a provision in scripture. We have an apostolic pattern in scripture to remind ourselves of the things we already know. It says, and have been established in the truth which is present with you. So, Peter comes forth and says, you know what? I'm ready to remind you. And that's what I want to do in the course of this, of, of, our, of our faith refresher course. What, what, I mean, I do the faith refresher course every year. And what is it? It's essentially to remind everyone, come on, of the things we already know and to be established in that present truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, go with me to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. This is a reminder of the things you already know. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, it says, For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard. Now, um, the, the, the King James Version says, We must pay NST to the things we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. So, you realize that the, 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 the writer of Hebrews here, most theologians say it's Paul, and I agree with them, that we need to pay attention to the things we have heard. Have, past tense, it means we've heard certain truths, but we need to pay attention to them so that we do not drift away from it. Now, look at this now. What does it mean to drift? To drift is to move away from a particular spot. Now, observe this, gradually gradually not forcefully but gradually now it's possible to know the truths of god's word and you drift from it you you gradually drift from it let me give an example how many of us know i mean everybody knows that that we can have what we say and we're going to talk about that i mean you cannot talk about faith without talking about confession but how many of us drift away from that truth by confessing negatively. In fact, I had the privilege um, a couple of hours back to teach um, a church in India. Uh, it was called Mountain Moving Faith. They had a special seminar where I did the teaching via Zoom. And, uh, and, and, and the Spirit of God brought a revelation on faith to me again from Mac 11, 23, 24. I mean, I've been teaching that. I've been reading that. I've been hearing messages about that. But it just came strong to me again. And I believe that by the time we get to the fourth day of our refreshers course, we are going to be able to get into the light of that truth. But what I'm saying is that if we don't pay attention to what we have heard, we will drift. You see, it's inconsistency that lies the power. And so, if you're not consistent in hearing and receiving the truth, you will drift. The, the, the guard against drifting is to constantly remind yourself. Remember what we read in Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 12? To remind ourselves of the things we already know. So, constant reminder 
It's the guarantee against drifting. So when we talk about the subject of faith, I mean, the subject of faith literally changed my life, my ministry, and everything about me, but I constantly feed myself again in the lines of faith. Praise God. So he says, we must pay close attention to what we have heard so that we do not drift away from it. Praise God. Go to Philippians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 1. Make sure you're sharing this. This is online so we can reach a lot of people. So make sure you're sharing this on your platforms, starting watch parties. Let's get the word out. It's free. Praise the name of the Lord. Philippians chapter 3 verse 1. Finally, my brethren, praise God. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Okay? To write the same things again is no trouble to me. It is a safeguard for you. Alright? So it says, finally, my brethren, to write the same things to you again, it's no trouble. It's not a burden to me. But I'm safeguarding you. So, reputation is safety in Christianity. Did you get that? <laughs> reputation is safety in Christianity. What, that, what does that mean? It means that to be on the safe side, certain things need to be constantly repeated. Glory to the name of the Lord. Are you, are you still here? To be on the safe side, you need to hear some things again. Glory to God. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things again is of no trouble to me. It's, 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 it's just the way I'm teaching you right now. To teach you the same things again and again, it's no trouble to me. It is your safeguard. I am preserving your faith. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm preserving your faith. I'm safeguarding your faith. Glory to God. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 12. Praise God. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. Now, what's our focus today? Our focus is the fact that you already have the faith of God on your inside. Okay? Many people think like, yeah, I need more faith. Oh, I want my faith to go big. I want to be able to do big things with my faith. But you already got the seed of the faith of God on your inside. So, when you were born again, you were born with faith. Glory to God. The measure of faith was dealt to you in your inner man. So, in your recreated human spirit, when you got born again, faith is there already. And all you need to do is to exercise it. But I want to go through scriptures. I don't just want to say it. I want to, to see this thing in scriptures. Go to Romans 12.3. Romans chapter 12, thank you Lord, and verse 3. Romans chapter 12, and verse 3. Look at this now. It says, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, <clears throat> look at this, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each one a measure of faith. So, there is the measure of faith that is allotted to each man. And this measure of faith goes with the functions of the gifts of the Spirit. 
Praise God. If you go to uh, verse 4 and you read down, it talks about your role in the body. Glory to God. So you use this faith to function. Let's read quickly. Uh, For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we are many, one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to grace given to us, each one of us, come here, should exercise them accordingly, if it's prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith. Now, when the Holy Spirit was released in you, when you got born again and you got filled with the Holy Spirit, you've got the measure of faith. So every believer has the measure of faith. How do I know this? Every believer is already called to be a member of the body of Christ and they have a role in the body. And you cannot fulfill that role without the measure of faith. You have to understand that. You cannot fulfill your assignment in the body of Christ without the measure of faith. So the measure of faith is already in your spirit. As you're listening to me right now, there's faith in you. There's faith in you. It's about putting into practice, about studying the Word of God and feeding that faith and growing that faith and exercising that faith. A lot of believers, they, they, they look like, I don't have faith. No, you have faith. You have faith. Faith takes what grace has made available. And grace would not make available um, what faith cannot receive. That means, whatever we need to use our faith for, the grace of God has already made it available, which makes it free. The price has been paid by Jesus, but we need to receive it with our faith. You see, without faith, there is no receiving of the free gifts of God. I repeat that again. Without faith, there is no receiving of the free gift of God. And If you understand this, you will no longer wonder for the rest of your life. Why is my life like this? Why are things going this way? Why is this not working? If something is not working, if your life is going this way, if things are happening like this, you get your faith on the job. Get your faith to work. Put your faith to work. Exercise your faith. Why? Because God has already given us victory. Praise God. God, in fact, I said something today. I was teaching the church in India. Uh, something, I, I've never said it before, but it lit up all of my spirit. And I said, we're, 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 we're product of victory. And, and what I mean by that is the fact that we were born again when we received the Lord Jesus in our heart. That day that we received the Lord, we became victory sons. We became more than conquerors already in our spirit. Legally. We, the day we got born again, we overcame the devil. The day we got born again, we had right to the name of Jesus. The authority that's in the name of Jesus. So we're victory sons. Now, there is a difference between being a child of victory and exercising the victory. Our identity is tied to our authority. That's why... <laughs> Come on now. Identity is tied to authority. We have the identity as the sons of God. John chapter 1, verse 11, 12, and 13. As many as received them, he gave the right, exousia, he gave the legal right to become or to be called the children of God. Romans chapter 8. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. And so, deep down in our spirit, we are sons of God. 
We are sons of God. Victory sons of God. Born for victory. We can overcome sin. We can overcome the trials that come our way. But whether we overcome or not depends on the use of our faith. And the receiving of what God has already made available to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Now, go with me to Romans chapter 10. So you understand that. That's faith in your spirit already. Romans chapter 10 and verse 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you getting blessed? Say something. Type something. Say amen. Say hallelujah in the comments. Do something. Romans chapter 10 and... Let's, let's, let's go, let's start reading from verse 5. Glory to God. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on the law shall live by that righteousness. Okay? But the righteousness based on faith speaks as follows. Do not say in your heart. Look at the location of that. We're going to deal with that as we go on. Do not say in your heart. It means you can say things in your heart. You know, most times people think faith confession is just only what they say with their lips. But you know, sometimes you can say something with your lips, but your heart is far away. And there's a disconnect between your confession and your heart belief. And that's what happens to a lot of people while they have faith failure. Their mouth says something else. Their heart really believes something else. Jesus put it this way. He says, these people worship me with their lips, but their heart is far away. For faith to be productive, the heart and the mouth needs to align. Now, let me, let me, let me put this here, right here. A lot of people, they walk a lot on the confession of their lips, but they do not feed their heart with faith food. And, and, and if somebody say, well, pastor, what would you advise? I'd advise you to do things differently. You know what I'd advise you to do? Feed your heart with the word of God. And I'll tell you, it'll change your, the confession of your lips. You know, for instance, people say, well, they just pick up a phrase in the scriptures and they start confessing it and they start confessing it and they start confessing it. It's nothing wrong with that. It's good. But when it comes to what do they really believe, your heart gives a different thing. You know, it is what you believe with your heart that comes to pass. Your confession is important, but your confession and your heart needs to align. Now, for you to, the easiest way to get that to happen is you feed your heart with the Word. Concentrate on feeding your heart with the Word of God. We're going to deal a lot, a lot more with that tomorrow. But concentrate on feeding your heart a lot more with the Word. And naturally, your mouth is going to speak what your heart believes. And once that alignment comes in place, I tell you, nothing shall be impossible to you. Praise God. Now, let's read on. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into the heaven, that is to bring Christ down. Who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. You know, people want a whole lot of stuff, a lot of miraculous stuff to happen. Oh, I wish you hear people say, I wish Jesus was with us now. I wish Jesus was on this earth. <laughs> well, go on. But what does he say? The word. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. And you've got to know the, you've got to see the location of the word. The word of God is, is got to be in your heart and God's word has to be in your mouth. Praise God. The victory word of God has to be in your heart and in your mouth. These two locations, your heart 
and your mouth are the greatest portals of victory. If you have victory in your heart, and if you have victory in your mouth, your body will follow suit. If you've got healing in your heart, and healing in your mouth, your body will, your body will absolutely have no option but to align. Your heart and your mouth control your life. I'll say that again. Your heart and your mouth controls your life. And if you're wise, you will fill your heart with the word. So it will come out from your mouth and you can have word results. And that's what God told Joshua. These things are not new. They are just reminding us of what we know already. That's what God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. To meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. To observe the Lord that's written therein. And you shall make your way prosperous. Glory to God. Come on. If you're meditating on the word day and night, what do you think is going to happen? The word will fill your heart. The word will fill your heart. The word will fill your heart. Glory to God. And you will make your way prosperous. And you know, God gave Joshua these instructions while Jericho wall was standing in front of him. Jericho wall was still in front of Joshua. They had a land to conquer. They had, uh, they had the Canaanites and all of those guys to fight to be able to get into Canaan. But God says that the, the, the Jericho wall is not your problem. The Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Amorites and all the rites are not your problem. If I can have your heart, if I can have your mouth, I can give you victory. And God is saying the same thing to you today, brothers and sisters in Christ. If God can get your heart and God can get a hold of your mouth, there's no wall. There's no trouble, there's no sickness, there's no financial lack that is insurmountable if the word of God will get into your heart and your mouth. Glory to God. Now he says, but if you confess with your mouth, verse, verse 8, but what, but what does he say? The word is near you in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So believing is of the heart, confession is of the mouth, and both of these would result in salvation. Now, and, and the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. Now, this is, this is something I want you to pick up here very quickly. You understand that this is the process of salvation. So how does faith come? So faith comes by hearing, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. And I need to emphasize that. How does faith come? I've got a couple of minutes here now. How does faith come? Faith comes by the hearing of the word of Christ. What is the word of Christ? The gospel. What Christ have achieved for us. What Christ has made available to us by grace as we feed on it. In the scriptures, what happens is faith will begin to rise up in us and it will affect our declaration. Now, if you don't have time for the word, you don't have time to walk in faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, We are saved by grace through faith. 
Did you see that? We are saved by grace through faith. So grace makes salvation available, but our faith connects to it. Now, the point I want to make here is, if you did not have that faith already to get saved, when you got saved, it was through faith you got saved. Ephesians 2.18, uh, 2.8. It was through faith you got saved, taking hold of the salvation that grace has made available. That means, in your spirit already, the day you got born again, there was enough faith for you to get salvation. Are, are you hearing that? When you heard the gospel, it imparted, John 6.63, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. Okay, so when you heard the gospel, faith was imparted in your heart, and through that faith, you took a hold of salvation. Now, let me explain something to you. If the salvation process, you got a hold of it by faith, from that faith you had, when you got born again, that faith is still in your spirit, it's locked up in your spirit, you need to release it and start exercising it and start making victory steps. You don't need to shout again for more faith. You don't need to cry again for more faith. You have to just start exercising what you already have in you. I've got five minutes and I need to deal with this. Go to Luke 17 now. Come on, I hope you're getting blessed. Yeah, in my mind I'm just thinking this thing should be one hour. Who sent me to do 30 minutes? Okay. But praise God, that's just enough for a day. Praise the name of the Lord. Luke 17, are you still here? Luke 17. Make sure you go over this broadcast again. Listen to it over and over again. Remind yourself of these things. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 17 will be done shortly. And verse 5. I'll show you something here. Luke 17. And verse 5. Okay. So, this was the apostles coming to Jesus. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. You know, the apostles looked at Jesus. And say, increase our faith. And the Lord said, you know, if the apostles come and say, Lord, increase our faith. I think what I've just done is lay hands on them and say, come on. Well, Jesus would not say in the name of Jesus. Probably Jesus would just say, your faith increased. Or receive increase of faith. Jesus didn't do that. They prayed and said, Lord, increase our faith. Look at what Jesus did. Jesus said, if you had faith. Like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Here, the disciples talk about Jesus increasing their faith. They prayed about Jesus increasing their faith. And instead of Jesus saying, well, receive increase of faith, Jesus says, the faith as a mustard seed can get these results. Can move a mulberry tree. You see what Jesus was pointing them to? It's like when your child says, I need more clothes. I need more clothes. And you say, you know that shirt there? You can wear that to, to, to church on Sunday. You know what you're trying to tell the child? You don't need more. You already have what to use to get what you want. And that's a faith nugget for day one, we already have enough faith in our spirit to get results. Stop praying for more faith. Stop asking God to increase your faith. Stop wishing, oh God, I wish one of these days I'll have faith like pastor. I can believe for, you know, the mighty ministry. I can No, 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 no. The faith as small as a mustard seed 
can get the job done. Your faith is in a big God. So today, I want you to go back to those faith projects you've abandoned, thinking you don't have faith. Like Jesus, you're crying, like the apostles, you're crying about your increase of faith. Like Jesus, I'm telling you, faith as his mustard seed will get the mulberry tree to move. And so, I want to challenge you today that the faith of God is already in your spirit. You have it. It's there. The measure of faith. You need to use it. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to being with you tomorrow again. The same time, we're going to run this from, from, from today, Monday till Saturday, 30 minutes every day, going through the basics of faith. If you check on our website, you could, you could see a whole lot of series I've done on faith. Get a hold of them and download them, praise God, and share this broadcast with your friends and go over it again and uh, hook up tomorrow. And I trust uh, that by the grace of God, we will be able to bring forth God's word to you. And, I, 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 and, and somebody said, well, pastor, I'm in need of a miracle. Use your faith to get it. The faith is already in you. So whatever you're trusting God for right now, the faith of God is in you. Just confess that and say that in Jesus' name. I have the faith of God on my inside. And speak to that mountain. And let's come into agreement. And because of the faith refresher cause, people will experience miracles like never before. I pray for you that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are established in the truth of God's word. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.